We're gonna stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. It's time, America, for the number one conservative common sense podcast that's calling out all the social justice, political correctness crap, and putting it on the run. Do you think you can handle it? So hop in and buckle up and get ready to ride with two straight-shooting, tell-it-like-it-is ex-street cops. And they know how to party with few inhibitions. As they give the special interest and weak-kneed politicians a swift kick in the ass. Wow, is that legal? With some good old-fashioned common sense. Bring it on, baby. It's Cop Talk USA <laughs> with your hosts, Marillo and French. Well, it's time. All right, everybody. Welcome to Cop Talk. That whip was Dave getting whipped. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> Every time I hear that. <laughs> yeah, you Dave, always liked whips, right? You have a safe code. Yeah, you have a safe word you use. <laughs> We're a little crazy. We're a little uh, crazy today. Yeah. What'd you do this weekend? Fill me in. Well, you know, watched a little football. Babysat my uh, youngest granddaughter. Uh, yeah. That was an experience. She's five months old, and she's either in a good mood or a bad mood. She ran. She runs the show. Doesn't oh, she? and then I had to change a dirty diaper. Oh my god. Oh, I'm, you, you know, know how to do that? You know, it all comes back to you, but it still doesn't make Did it. Did you any YouTube more it and kind of uh, see yeah. how to do it? You know what? I, this and I'm being serious for a minute. When my daughter was born, she's our first our first child. Right. When she would, you know, load her diaper, I'd clean her up as best I could. Then I'd fill the sink full of warm, soapy water. Right. And I'd stick her ass in there and swish her. Around. I'm surprised you didn't put her in the dishwasher. <laughs> Just turn I, it on. That's a great idea. That's a great right? idea. Yeah. Thank, yeah, yeah. Thank we'll see you in a few. See in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd be doing a little time. Yeah. Well, you know, the weather was so great out. All oh weekend. my god. Oh my god. Football. I, I, of course, I did the Iowa State game on Saturday night. Cyclones like, rock. Oh baby. Yeah. I, I, you know, we had the the cyclone game on. We had the uh, or. or we were at the cycling game. We had the Hawkeyes on, watching them at the same time, and the windows open, and the wear, and the crowd. And, uh, I, I just, it was just you know what probably was the thinking? best game of the year. Oh, I agree. You know what I was thinking while I was watching the, the Longhorns play? Yeah. I kept, I couldn't help but think, why do they want to go to the SEC? I mean, do they, oh. do they, do they like getting their fannies whipped? Oh, I, well, them and I think Oklahoma's going to be in the same. I mean, yeah. those guys, yeah, you don't, you're yeah. going to go there and you go for money, but the chances of you winning a conference championship are slim to none. Yeah, I think, I with mean, those guys. they might have an aberration year, maybe in 20, 30 years, but you know, for the foreseeable future, that's owned by Alabama. Well, absolutely. And yeah. the, the uh, you know, the crowd was good. Texas was there. Of course, everybody's getting the horns down. You know, oh, yeah. They're, they're yep. getting on them and doing that. Well, I did that and, you know, then had a pretty easy weekend. I had a granddaughter's birthday. I did yeah. too. Had to go over there and take the gift. And uh, I went to Target to buy a gift. I'm going to tell you, the shelves are getting kind of thin. And this is going to be a dicey Christmas for people buying gifts and stuff like that because, of course, our boy Biden, you know. Brandon. It's Brandon. Brandon. Brandon, yeah. He's got things so screwed up. I I, uh, I don't know. know, This this boy's got more problems than a math book. He is, without a doubt, the worst, quote, unquote, president of my lifetime, bar none. He's even worse than Jimmy Carter. Well, the people who like him, and they, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. You know me on Facebook. I get on there. I do my thing. Well, I had the misfortune, I guess it is, to interact with somebody in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And this guy does a post. Well, it, it, well, let me back up. Here's how it started. We did the school board elections happened last week. And, of course, our candidates, yeah. unfortunately, didn't win. They did well, though. Yeah, they did. Well, there was one guy that posted some stuff. He was really being a, a dick mm-hmm. and uh, an asshook, whatever you want to call him. So uh, we did a little research on him. And, of course, we pull up his uh, 
Facebook, and I'm going to call him out by name. Scott Redding's his name. He's, he lives over in here. Mm-hmm. And I can say that because I have a copy of what he posted with his name on it. Mm-hmm. It's a F the police, F the police, and it says, 1988, 32 effing years this song came out, and wouldn't you know there's no difference. If we defund the police, we need to at least disarm the police, BLM. This is his guy. So I con- <laughs> I contacted this, this brain surgeon, yeah. and, and you don't like anything. Hey, buddy, I'm going to talk about you. Before I do, I'm going to invite you mm-hmm. to come on and defend yourself. Sure. No, nothing. Zero. I'm sorry. He gave me every excuse in the world. This is a guy that lives out here with us, and I don't get it. White guilt. What a, you know, he's a dad. He's got kids. He's he's pushing this kind of narrative. Well, you, you suffer from white guilt, don't you, Roger? Oh, yeah, I got white guilt. I got your white guilt right here. <laughs> um, yeah, no. You know, so anyway, I did that. I got to tell you something that shocked me today. I heard. Uh-huh. I, I told you this earlier. I'm going to tell yeah. the story again. Last week, there was an article in the paper about two individuals, a male and a female, 40 years old, 43, mm-hmm. that were arrested by the Ankeny PD. Ankeny was tipped off to a child pornography thing going yeah, on. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, they were they yeah. were charged with uh, distribution. They were using kids, and I don't know the details of this, using a child, making a movie with them, and trying to distribute it online. And, of course, the National Institute caught wind of this, and they tipped off Ankeny, and they went and arrested these two people. Thank goodness. One of, one of them, her name is Stout. And I said, boy, I know that name from someplace. I know that name. And I couldn't I couldn't figure out well where I knew it. Well, I was out today in my front yard, and my neighbor came across the street and says, you recognize that name? I go, no. He goes, that's who you bought your house from. I oh, almost fell yeah. on the floor. Yeah. It was her yeah. and her husband. I bought, And I met this lady, and she's a church-going she has five kids. She works at the school as a, as a homeroom mother. The cookie sale, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up hooking up with this optometrist up in Ankeny. Mm-hmm. And they do this twisted, goofy crap up mm-hmm. their shit. And she's going to go away for 25 years. Talk about out of the blue. And I'd met her. I go, oh, my God. And good thing the husband's not involved. So I don't think the kids were. But this is, and I'm not speaking on a turn. This is all online. You guys yeah. can see it, yep. read about it. Uh, they got him, and you know her son had was just over here for Halloween. Came by, he's like twelve, and mm-hmm. you know, and then two days later, his mom's gone. She's gonna be gone for a long time. Now, if she's convicted, yeah, that's very very serious. Yeah, convicted uh, is the key. Yeah, here. Convicted. convicted. Yeah, I just if they've got if they've got video and of these people in this, it, it, it's just a sickening thing. But it just goes to show you don't know who the hell you're. These people you never are. know. You never I know. talked to somebody, and they said predators, sexual predators, are very shrewd and smart and another thing uh this one person says maybe this guy was trying to get her so he could get to her children you know i i've investigated folks like that and uh you're right you know a lot of times they're very discreet about what they're doing however they almost always get caught because in order to perpetuate this twisted logic this mental illness preying on children you have to at some point in time Peddle your wares, access this stuff, sell it, distribute it, produce it, and then somebody dimes you. And then when the feds come in, you're toast. Well, they're trying to peddle this online. Yeah. You know, how stupid can you be? Well, being involved in it is stupid. Those people, I tell you what, they go to prison, especially that guy, he's going to find out. How uh, a bear oh, yeah. shits in the buckwheat because they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get him and get him good. Oh yeah. So anyway, a couple friends of mine. They own some convenience stores, and this is interesting. They own a couple of convenience stores in Des Moines in the mm-hmm. uh, inner city area. Mm-hmm. He was telling me this food stamp program that, that the feds have. It's called uh, it's the SNAP program. SNAP, yeah. SNAP program. Mm-hmm. He said the thing that he's saying is that people used to come into those cards and they'd buy something, mm-hmm. and they'd have it show the balance. The balance is worth three, 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming in, and the balances he's seeing on these cards are in the 
like three thousand dollars. Oh yeah, they're yeah. way way expensive. Yeah. And he says he's hasn't he's seeing more of them. So evidently they're getting federal money and they're getting big chunks of it. Yeah, you know, same guys own uh, some some uh, apartments and they were talking to me about the, the the apartment programs where the federal government's paying their deal and it's just getting crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I I got a plan though, Roger. You and I are going to capitalize on this free federal money. You with me? Well, okay. I'm, okay. I hear you. All, All right. right. Here's what we're going to do. I've got I've got actual cousins that live in Mexico City. Okay. Mm-hmm. You and I are going to get married here. It's just going to be a platonic marriage. Trust me. And then yeah, we're going to fly be. to Mexico City. Dave. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to come to the border, and you're going to go across. Okay. And then we'll claim we've been separated, and we'll each get four hundred and fifty. Four hundred and fifty, or have yeah. a family, get a couple kids, and we yeah. call them. Uh, call them. Because we've million. been traumatized. Okay. And and Sleepy Joe's going to crank yeah. out a big fat check for us. So uh, that's that's the, that's my plan. He okay? just keeps he just keeps giving a, giving another again. I, I mean, it's, it's not his money. Oh, why, no. why would he care? Why would any of those? No, that that deal just goes on. We're going to talk care. a little talk a little yeah. bit more about that. I you saw the Minneapolis vote failed. Yep. So that they can the, uh, the uh, you know that whole BLM defund the police movement generally appears to be failing across the country. Either it's they've failing, enacted, it's it, failing nationwide because even even the, some of the most radical progressive nut jobs realize now, hey, if I don't have police here, nobody's safe. Well, and that and that came home. That finally hit home with some of these nut jobs. So that's even up in Minneapolis. You know, you got fifty six percent said no. Don't defund the police. Well, it appears that the ones that when they have done it, crime shot up. That you know, I was and we've talked about this before. The guy up in Minneapolis who said we were for it, but we don't want to be the you know the test case. And what they're seeing is all these deaths and murders and homicides going up. And now they're having to refund those things, refund the police. But you know, it's a little, little bit too late because you've lost officers that retired. Yeah, and, you know, and it's still not good. Here's an example of what I know to be a fact. Roger, you wore the uniform. I worked off-duty at Mercy ER here in Des Moines uh, in off-duty police capacity for 20 years. And I knew the criminal element here in town. Yeah. And whenever we would have a shooting or stabbing or something bad would happen, the minute the victims brought in, the entire first, second, third, twice-removed family relatives all rolling. Oh, yeah. And they're animated and acting up. But the minute they see that uniform, they become quiet. And why? Because they don't want to go to jail they respect, even though they won't admit it, that authority figure. And you have to have that in a society or we're just going to have chaos. Well, you know, they were going to refund that that department up there. They were going to have the Department of Public of Safety and go into that. And that's kind of like in Des Moines. You know, we had the election here in Des Moines. And, oh, of course, yeah. we had our, our uh, candidate for the first ward. I'm going to say this, Andrea Shoemaker. Mm-hmm. I think I'm saying that right. Yep. She's the one. This is the, the brain surgeon. And I, by the way, reached out to her. And I sent her an invitation to come on because I told her, I said, you know, we don't want to talk about somebody or, you know, without giving them an opportunity to be yeah. here. And, and, and I said, we'll be congenial and nice, and, but we'll hit you right square with the facts. And, of course, I got, no, thank you. No. And, of course, of course typical. she's 27 years old. She got yeah. elected up there. She's a BLM member. She's an activist. That's her claim to fame. She's been arrested, and she wears the, her arrest record like a badge of honor. Yeah. One of them was a felony, and it got reduced down. And this is the genius that said, and I saw this on TV. Her big thing is disarm the police, blah, blah. She wants traffic stops done by unarmed officers. She wants to take the guns from unarmed <laughs> officers. That's how bright this dim bulb is. Yeah, well, uh, well here, here, let, let me clarify this for the record. The two most dangerous police calls for service, 
I'll say it again. The two most dangerous calls for police service to police officers is domestic altercations and traffic stops. That's where the majority of our police officers get injured or killed. And so you want to take the firearm away from police officers who are doing traffic stops? Well, once Crazy. again, you have, a, you have a person who has zero experience. Her probably only interaction with police is from the backseat of a squad car. Or, or the paddy wagon. I promise you, she hasn't been in there. She doesn't know yet. She wants to say, and, you know, she goes to her constituents, and she's gone out there and promised them she's going to do make all these changes. But she has to understand there's other people in that council she's got to massage and get. Now, it's a little scary because Des Moines has some leaders on that board that are good, and then they've got some that are a little liberal. And uh, I, I did a post. I said, you know, Des Moines better wake up. You, you may end up like Minneapolis with a goofy uh, board up there. Well, once the police officers wake up and they become vocal, outspoken, politically active, the citizenry flocks to them, okay? okay? I've seen that happen numerous times. So a word to the wise with respect to this young gal that won this council race, if you attack the Des Moines Police Department, you're going to lose, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just that simple. Well, they've got some great council members on that council right now that will defend them. Yeah. They've got a couple of them that I think, you know, these are ones we talked about last time that, that were running. I thought they were liberal until I saw the candidates that were running against them. I thought, oh, my God. But, you know, tell me if let's just for shits and giggles, pardon my language, that say that she was able to get something like this on the agenda. How fast would it take that union to come out and straighten them out, either sue the city or tell them they're creating a hostile work environment or something. It'd probably come down to hostile work environment and a breach of their contract, you know, that stipulates health, safety, and welfare. That's where the police union would probably go. I ran the police union for six years. I was also president of the Police Protective and Benevolent Association for 15. Right. And I'm going to tell you, even though I'm retired, she pulls that bullshit. Okay, she's going to hear from me because I still have a tremendous amount of influence on the Des Moines City Council. And I'm, I'm not boasting or bragging. I spent you know 30 years of my police career being politically active. Right. And if you're on that city council and you want to stay on that city council, don't pull any of these punches. I think this Miss Shoemaker, she's young. She's, you know, she's obviously she hasn't shown much common sense because she's wound up in jail. And, mm-hmm. you know, her protesting, and that's her big claim to fame. We're going to find out, and she's going to find out first off, you got to work with other people. And all these promises, and we see this. If you look at a lot of these districts where these liberal people like this get elected, the AOCs and the people up in Minnesota, mm-hmm. they come from districts that are low income, high crime, people that you know may be a little distraught, and they go in and they promise them. Now, I will say this. She got some white liberal vote. That helped her. The white guilt vote, I call it. She got the Drake University, Drake yeah, neighborhood Those people. Yeah, that's what put her in office. Yeah, that, that got her up there and got her involved. And, and they're just all excited they got her elected. Oh, sure. They're going to find her. Because the guy they replaced, he did a lot for that district. Yep. He, I, I don't know if you've driven up, uh, yeah, I know up, up 6th Avenue. Yeah. They have all that new work, those street projects yep. and everything. That was all due to that him. Was, that was all dives, remember, when you and I were on patrol yeah. in the Leaning Tower of Pizza. Oh, yeah, the, the clubs, the, the, the shooting. But they've cleaned that up and spent a lot of money, and that's because of him. I remember your, see your favorite restaurant up there on 6th Avenue, Roger? Oh, the Why Not the Grill. The Why Not Grill, yeah. I think I did a week in the in the hospital because of some food. For the folks who don't know it, the Why Not Grill used, was a place there. All the cops used to go in and eat. The dispatchers were and they had good food, a little mm-hmm. greasy. Yeah. They had good food, yeah. but, but it was right in the heart of the hood. And, yeah, well, and, if you wanted an actual outstanding breakfast, then you just waited till early morning and migrated 
where across from your old place of employment yeah. when you were a kid, so is your mother. Uh, and Boswell's. Oh, absolutely. Bos- the Boswell oh, Big Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Get me hungry. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I, speaking of breakfast, I ate today, I, and I'm not changed subject, I ate at uh, Centro. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's downtown. Yeah, they got great food. Great food, and the price, it was the same price as going to the Waveland Cafe. Yeah. And it's great service. I don't have any reason. They're not paying us. They're not sponsors. I just tell you, I ate there, and I usually speak up at places I eat, just like you did about yep. that grill out in Altoona. This is, uh, that's a great place you can try. Their that. pizza's outstanding. It's the, whole, the whole menu is outstanding. Oh, absolutely. Try it. Well, today, uh, do you have anything? I didn't interrupt. You got anything else you want to go over, buddy? No, I'm good. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm going to so talk far. about today's schedule. We just finished that segment up. So, if you folks that are listening, we've got we're going to go through our fallen officer segment here. We're going to give some shouts out. Way to contact us as always. Asset of the week. Dave's favorite segment is going to come on. We have our spotlight on excellence, which is this week the Minneapolis Police Department because of the the defunding uh, big win up there. So we're going to talk about them. Then we've got a a great patriot and a good friend of ours, Mike Cruzen is on. Uh, did I say that right, Mike? Yeah, I did. I got that right. Good job. So Mike's going to uh, uh, join us, and we're going to talk a little common sense politics and uh, talk about some groups that he's involved with. And so it's going to be a fun show. Yep. So uh, let's go today to our fallen officers, and I'll read through that because uh, we always like to pay tribute to these folks. Today, uh, we've got a number of guys, and this is kind of unusual. Uh, we're going to read off a little bit. Our first one is a Sherman Bennies, and he's out of the Kingsville Police Department uh, out of Texas. Um, he was shot and died uh, from some gunshot wounds while he was uh, responding to a domestic dispute down there. And I uh, uh, hate to lose him. The subject fled the scene and uh, was taken to custody later on. Uh, he passed away November 1st. Uh, did arrest the, the subject. So that was a gunshot wound. We've got a real, and, and we're doing this now, we're paying tribute to the um, folks that that go that we lose to COVID. And uh, I've got a weird thing here. I've got the Pennsylvania Police Department, a Pennsylvania trooper, uh, Martinez. We lost him October 21st. Uh, Lieutenant David Formenza. He's out of the Department of New, Amboy Police Department from New Jersey. We've got uh, Sergeant uh, Timothy Warner from the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police, Pennsylvania. I've got a Sergeant Richard Charles Howe from the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police. October 21st, we lost Mr. Warner on the 2nd. And uh, they also lost out of Pittsburgh uh, Police Officer uh, Brian Rowland on September 26th. So they lost three officers due to COVID within like a two-week period. It's the number one killer of police officers across the nation it's, right now. It's, it's sad. I hate to hear that. Um, you know, uh, losing an officer in any, any ways, but... When you start losing that, the department loses three guys. I just can't. I can't envision that. So I'm, I'm vaccinated, and you know, hey, to each their own. It's your choice. But I'm telling you, anything that would give me an edge on this virus, I'm all about it. I'm going to get my booster shot too when it's available. Well, it's, uh, it's about like it's like wearing a vest. I yeah. mean, yeah. get, get the virus. Get the, yeah. guys. You don't have to. I and again, it's it's your own choice, but. My word, uh, you got to look at the numbers and you got to say that. So, anyway, uh, that was those. I'm going to give some shout outs today, too. And these are folks that I've never met, but they're people that have liked our Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, been on our Facebook page. Ray Payne, I think Ray, yep. Ray's a former officer, isn't he? Ray Payne. Ray Payne. No, Ray's a friend of mine and he's a uh, big listener to the okay. show and he lives out in Arizona. Okay, okay. I'm, I, uh, Brian Little, Matt Grow, Krista 
Sly. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Vin Thacker. Vin was uh, on our yeah. show. Hey, he, Roger, speaking of him, his daughter and my uh, granddaughter did extremely well down in a big soccer tournament in Kansas City. You, and Vin? Vin is our He was there. His, he's there, and his daughter was there. And my, my granddaughter, Delena, her nickname's Dee Dee, her team won the championship in her division. Well, congratulations yeah. to both of them. Yes. I got I to gotta tell you something. I'm going to interrupt the, our shout-outs here a little bit. Vin ran for, for office, and he uh, he lost. About two days later, I guess he's, he had called the police and make a police report that he was getting death threats. And mm-hmm. People are uh, the, These liberals were coming after him, threatening him and his family. He called me, and I said, make the police report. I said, most of these people are cowards behind Just remember, the definition of liberal is tolerance and open ideas. And that's not the way our liberals today are, the radicals. They're, they're cowards. They're, if you don't abide by their narrative, they'll attack you. That's how they, That's how liberal they, they, they are. They're just cowards. Yeah. So uh, Stephen Becker, uh, Cliff McFarlane, Madeline Phelps, Justin Courtney, and Joan Workman. Where do I know Joan Workman from? I know that name from someplace. I can't figure it Joan out. Joan Workman, she's married to uh, retired state trooper Mike Workman. Oh, is that right? Well, she's they, on a program. They live, yep, she's, well, give them both. Oh, yeah. Man. Love, love that. Love, I got, I got, love Mike Workman's a great guy, and we used to have a lot of fun. when we got to get him on the program one day. Yeah, well, he's in town. He'll come on. He's a good yeah, man. we got to get the two. And Madeline Phelps, that's my uh, brother Pat's daughter. Okay. So, yeah. well, we got some Murillo oh, yeah. relationship yeah. going there. Well, there you go. <laughs> Folks, obviously, I'm going to go through this again. How you can contact us, go to the website, uh, listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Apple, or in tune, or like I said, just go to the website and uh, click on that, and you can select the program because these are all pre-recorded, and we put them up, and you can listen to it at any time. You can call us at one eight hundred four three one seventy seventy four. You can email us at coptalkusa.com. Facebook, we're at coptalkusa. Facebook. You can mail us uh, six seven fifty West Town Parkway, Suite two hundred, Box one hundred six, West Des Moines, and uh, the show's up every Wednesday by Wednesday, usually by Thursday night because. Bob does a great job. We're doing our deal. Bob's I, doing good work. I don't think we talk enough about Bob. Bob, Bob's a good man. Bob's my hero. If, if you guys ever need sound work, because Bob works for us on the company part-time, mm-hmm. contact us. We'll put you in contact with Bob, and he can do you a hell of a job. Podcast, no matter what, no matter what it Let's is. Let's don't forget to give a shout-out to our guy, Tom Turner, also, Roger. He is recovering from knee replacement surgery. He's he's one of the guys that helped get this project going, and he'll be on the uh, re- on the show with us here soon. But yeah, he's got he's a bad, doing well. bad knee, was it? Bad Had a knee, knee replacement. Bad knee. So he's doing well. He's yeah, doing well. He didn't fall off the bar stool and twist or anything. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, well, I, we love, we love he's, him. He's a former HR him. director for the city of Des Moines, so he is a plethora of experience in government. We're you know what I want here? I want him to come on and tell us the, the funniest excuse he's ever had from somebody. Somebody's, oh, he can do you it. Know, I bet he's got a ton of He can of do it. So anyway, it's time, Bob. It's time. It's time. And now it's time for Ass Hats of the Week. It's time. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. He's a real asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> go get him, Dave. You go first. <laughs> hey, up. Hey, hey, here's my first one, okay? My ass hat of the week, and you probably don't recognize her by this name, uh, Corinne Jean Pierre, I think is how you pronounce it. She's the deputy PIO for Brandon. You know who Brandon is, right, oh, Roger? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she, she's, she's the sidekick to a backup for Peppermint Patty, a.k.a. Jen Psaki. Exactly. Uh, she's, uh, she was on, uh, on the tube here the last couple of days, especially today, trying to defend the Brandon administration's attempt to shut down another 
petroleum gas pipeline. Oh, I saw that. I saw. What that. in the hell is wrong with with her and and this Brandon administration? Have you seen the fuel prices, Brandon? Courtesy of your administration, I mean, gasoline's almost double. They're predicting huge cost increases for natural gas and propane, and you're shutting off another pipeline. Well, uh, out of their mind. That dovetails exactly what I'm doing. Because my ass can't is that Jennifer Grant Granholm, Granholm, the energy secretary. Did you see oh, this? Yeah. Where she was yeah. on the air the other day laughing. Somebody asked her, "What's your plan uh, to break down?" I was like, "What's Biden?" And she laughed and she says, "I don't have a magic wand. It's the the cartels, the the oil cartels." And she's blaming everybody else mm-hmm. and not one word about how to get fuel in the U.S. What to do anything? There was nothing there. And then she started saying, "Well, you just better get ready because." You know, prices are going to go up. Gifts are going to go up. There's going to be just everything negative. I'm thinking if you'd hire this person and she told you that, you'd boot her out the door so fast to make your head spin. Yeah, yeah. Well, and here's here's a, a blow to their green energy initiative. If you live here in the state of Iowa, a major producer of wind turbines in Newton, Iowa, is shutting down. 800 people out of jobs. 800 people out of work. No response from the Brandon administration. But I'll bet you he went and found himself a ice cream shop, Roger, oh. and had himself a cone well, just so he could try and I'm, get. I'm just telling you over that it. this thing, from what he's done, is he's attacked and, and declared war on the oil industry in this country. And he's, I don't know, is, is Russia feeding him some more money? Is he trying to, are they, you know, is he on the take? I can't figure it out anymore. And, and I, I sincerely ask, because I, I know there's a lot of people that follow me on Facebook, right. I ask them to come on and tell me. Just one good thing that this joker has done for the country. And they're conspicuous by their absence. There's not one of them that will belly up to the bar and tell me what this guy has done to the good of the United States of America. Not one. Well, Granholm has assured everybody the Biden administration is very concerned about the oil price at the pump, as well as uh, this winter with natural gas and uh, propane. Mm -hmm. Just wait. This party's going to get going this winter and by spring next year, these people will be so sick and fed up of these people. Well, they're predicting landslide victories uh, for the Republicans in the midterms coming up here a year from today, and then they'll lose the White House in 24 because they don't have any legitimate candidates that are going to be actually able to seriously run for president. You know, uh, the, uh, one, the one thing about the Brandon administration, right? it's the gift that keeps on giving for uh, blue dog dams and Republicans well, across ab- this country. You know, a- absolutely. And, I, and we talked a little bit about this. You know, I think the only chance Brandon has, uh, Joe Biden, the dipshit, uh, is that if Trump runs, of course, they're, they're running against Trump right now, and he's not even running yet. He didn't declare. That's no. their whole deal. You take the Trump thing out, they don't have anything they can stand on and say, we've no. done this and no. this. Uh, Donald Trump lives in the heads, free of charge, of all these radical leftists. They're still attacking him, and he ain't president anymore. Uh, Sleepy Joe's president. Well, that's what they do. Now, they've got a couple plans that looks like they're going to get through, and may, they may not. I haven't delved into them. I, I understand that you know, Manchin's still looking at them, holding some things up. and they That was a catastrophe for the Dems. They were expecting this to be you know, shot through with no problems, and they were going to get all these votes. Well, they didn't get what they wanted. And uh, so there's another blow to Sleepy Joe. Well, that rhymes, doesn't it, Roger? That's right. Yeah, I can think. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Okay. Blow to Sleepy Joe. Now, conversely, Roger, we have the ass hat of the week, but this week I have a my man of the week, and and he's a dem strategist. This this is a guy that has a pretty good track record of helping steer Democrats across the country. 
James Carville. You know who he is? I know exactly. Bald-headed, skinny dude. He was, he was Clinton's guy. He's on re- Yes, exactly. He's on record uh, this week stating that stupid wokeness is turning away votes uh, for the Democratic Party. I, you know, I, I think— And he's right, 100%. They're, 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 you're seeing more and more of these guys— these middle of the road Democrats condemning some of this. They they see what's going on. They have they buyers see. remorse now. Now, Dems are a Loctite group of individuals in that they will rarely, rarely break ranks and publicly criticize their own. But when folks like James Carville do it, it's a wake up call. Well, and one of the things that I know we talk about this. I know this is cop talk, so it's about cop, uh, cop logic and things that affect policing. That, but let me tell you something. Politics affects policing more than anything. If we don't stay on top of this, it, uh, you get these people like Indira here who wants to take the guns away from police. We have to talk about this. And it starts at the top with uh, Biden, and it starts with his administration. And, his, and you know, every week people say, well, why are you making an ass out of the, out of the government? Because they are. Well, I mean, it's the, I mean every, you just go every week. The, uh, the bottom line is take politics out. Take, take Republican politics out of this, right. Democratic, independent. It doesn't take you know a brain surgeon, rocket scientist, to look at people like the squad and tell that they're a bunch of assholes. Right. They don't like America. That's as plain as the day is long. Well, they don't like cops. We know that. They, 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 don't, don't, like like the, the, they don't like the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So why, why on earth would you vote people like that into office and then allow them to stay in office? And speaking of that, that's a good lead-in to our next segment, which is Spotlight on Excellence. And the Spotlight on Excellence this week is on the Minneapolis Police Department. Fine group of people up there. Uh, No matter what the media says, no matter what some of those ass clown uh, uh, council people say, that's a good department. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Uh, They they police 58.4 square miles of real estate up there. So that's a big area. 429,000 people up there. It's governed by the mayor's office. That force was uh, formed in 1867. It's the second oldest department in Minneapolis. It has five precincts. Of course, one of them they burned up there. 800 sworn officers, 300 civilian officers. They answer about 60,000 calls a year mm-hmm. up there. They've lost since their inception. 52 officers have been killed up there in different different things. They've lost three dogs. So that's all pretty much. They're divided into three categories, patrol, investigations, and professional standards, which I kind of thought was kind of interesting. Um, they've got 100 lieutenants, 200 sergeants, 500 police officers, and they're short, and they're losing them, and they need them. Morale up there's in the in the shitter, which obviously yeah. Have you, you, tell. Have you I posted before uh, a group picture of the Minneapolis City Council. All I'll say is, what a group of buttes. Oh what yeah, a bunch of dandies. If this was your poster on your wall, oh, I, I would just my. I can't. I'd have to think about the clowns of, but, of Minneapolis. Yeah, you know, so. one thing, Roger, and we talk about this. It's easy to attack these figureheads that get elected into office, but the more serious, uh, troublesome part of that is that large groups of citizenry elect these boneheads to office. That's the real problem. Well, who in their right mind hires people, and if you're the city, you hire these people to do work, and then they turn around and they attack your another department, uh, like the police department. I mean, they are, they've lost so many people. They're, they're trying to do hiring bonuses. They're not going to be able to repair this anytime soon with these people. They have, they have dealt law enforcement across the country a severe blow in retaining officers, recruiting officers. People just don't want to enter the work anymore because it's so thankless, so underappreciated. It's terrible. Well, the people who voted this down, a large number of them, 
or in these inner city areas that these these people are saying uh, the police are hurting, those people are the ones that voted it down because they know they need those cops on their corners. They, they need cops there to help them out. Yeah, they absolutely yeah. do. You know, Roger, let's shift gears here a little bit. For those of you who aren't aware of it, in the state of Iowa right now, it's deer season. So I got down from the tree stand, start heading for the truck, and that's when I seen it there. The dirty point buck. Dirty point buck. Dirty point buck. Dirty point buck. Okay. It's deer hunting season, okay? okay? Everybody's up in their tree stands and wearing their kabuki makeup, and they got the doe piss squirted on them, and they're they're going after Bambi, okay? Well, uh, I got news for you. I'm not a deer hunter, and I really sincerely don't have anything against deer hunters. I like to make fun of them, though. Um, if you're out and about, do not, whether you're male or female, challenge, get close to, or mess with a buck in a rut. He's got one thing on his mind, and it's not to have a sandwich with you, okay? <laughs> well, yeah, you better pay attention. You better, you know, those things. Uh, didn't you have a, one of your... My nephew, Brian nephew? Morello, he had a, he, he's a huge hunter, one of the best he, was, wildlife artists in the nation. Was he out the dating game out there? Well, he, he, he about got gamed. He, he let us all know earlier, I think it was late last week, he had a couple bucks uh, stalking him. Oh. And he, then he realized that, hey, this this isn't good. <laughs> and I don't know if he's going to outrun them either. No, oh. you're not going to outrun them. They're stronger than hell. They're hornier right now than a three-peckered billy goat. And you just don't want to mess with these things right now. So stay away from them. <laughs> Brian, Brian, we'll get you some, yeah, yeah. some contraceptive or something. For, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Speaking of that, I what a lead in. I I can't think of a better thing to lead into my buddy Mike. <laughs> we got Mike here. Mike, welcome. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Roger. How? Uh, uh, let me tell you a little. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you were uh, you're a former banker. Tell, uh, tell me about that. Oh, long term banker. Long term banker. How many Old, years? Oh, thirty five plus. Thirty five years in uh, rural Iowa. Mostly small towns, uh, northeastern Iowa, southeastern Iowa, south central Iowa, and then ended up here in Des Moines. You're a uh, staunch Republican, smart, conservative, uh, common sense kind of guy. Exactly. You're not. You're not here to debate the disarm the police or do anything no, like that. No, know. no. I, uh, right. And I'm not justifying the Brandon administration. Oh, there you go. We, we we like that. Uh, now you're part of a group that meets on Wednesdays. Tell me about that. Well, there's a group called Westside Conservatives. Okay. Um, meets two times a month, uh, second and fourth Wednesday mornings at seven fifteen. Where uh, at? Where at? At the Machine Shed Restaurant. Oh, okay, all right. They, Great place. Uh, oh, it is. Mm. They start about seven fifteen. They're done by eight thirty. Really? So, guy can get in, have breakfast, listen to speakers. Excellent speakers that they'll bring in. Who have they had come in recently? You, um, give you a call. You're Nicole. Nicole Hassel was in. Nicole Hassel was, was there. Okay. She was on the program. Uh, Bob Vanderplatz was there. Okay. Uh, they've had national names come in and come through. Now it's all conservatives that come on. They don't. Have, they don't invite the other side, do they? No, it's hundred percent conservative. And how many people show up? Do you think? Oh, there'll be fifty to hundred. Sounds like a nice group. Has it been going for a while? It's been going for an extended time frame. Uh, I've only participated for about the last three four months, uh, but been very very impressed. I know we've talked about trying to get there one of their people, their head people on the program. They've talked about potentially having us come out there and visit because, you know, we're always pedaling, trying to get more listeners and spreading our word, and uh, I think that would be nice to... Yeah, I've been a uh, speaker at some of the Rotary Clubs around town. They listen to me on WHO and 
in other places. And so uh, I love going out yeah, and speaking we, we, to the we, we love yeah. to get out there and talk. Yep. Being a former bank guy, you, you've dealt with businesses. You've dealt with individuals. Uh, give me your spin on uh, what's going on out there today in the economy and with the way uh, Brandon's running things. <laughs> it, uh, honest to God, it looks like the 80s all over again. Uh, you, mm-hmm. Do you see our banks? Do you think we'll see some bank failures or uh, affecting them, or is this more Brandon just writing checks and handing out money? And- more writing checks and handing out money, but there's no question. But inflation's going to kick in. Well, it has. Yeah, you've been in the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's unbelievable. Well, one of the things I do as a side gig is I'll close real estate mortgages for um, one of the law firms in town. Right. And I'm sitting there telling everybody, um, if I can borrow money less than three percent. Don't pay it back any faster than you absolutely have to because it's free. Right. Inflation mm-hmm. kicking in the way it is, uh, it's not going to cost them anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, we've got to be looking at a housing bubble again. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You think So you think it's going to burst and we're going to have uh, what yeah. are these houses and all of a sudden we're going to have homes that are worth more or are borrowed more than they're actually worth? Exactly. Well, you've, been, <laughs> you've had appraisals having to chase the value of the house, right. meaning – the loan's made, the home's sold, um, the bid is or offer is coming in ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars over asking price, mm-hmm. and you don't have a you don't have a comparable to compare it to. So, I got a question for you. This this my wife and I wonder about this. We're we're okay. We're comfortable financially. We've got savings and pensions and all this and that. And we were approved to build a home here a couple years ago, and a bank extended a. a building loan, construction loan to us, seven to eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And we have a good income, but that doesn't jive with the old one and a half times your annual income thing. So apparently that's gone. Oh absolutely. So you have tons of people all over, you know, here in Iowa and elsewhere that are living in these homes. And I my wife and I we drive around and we say how do they afford this? I mean, how, will they will they ever pay them off? Will they, you know, what would happen if they lose their jobs? I mean, who, who's holding the note on these mortgages? It's crazy. It is. It is. Well, uh, the, if these bank, if these numbers drop on these houses, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the people go from being in a good position upside down, what happens? The bank come in and say, pay us or take the money, or they just the bank's going to eat it because uh, they're, they're they're on the note. They they've signed up to it. Good question, and it takes a long answer to get to your answer. Most local banks aren't holding the loans. Right. If, if you stop and think about this very carefully, um, most banks, longest time certificate they've got in the books might be five years. Right. So how can they finance a 30-year mortgage? Yeah. Meaning they don't know what's going to happen to their interest rate over right. that five-year time frame. Mm-hmm. So it, most of the loans are sold in the secondary market. A lot of them are supported by governmental programs nationwide. If you really want to know the truth, a lot of a, a lot of the housing problems all the way go back to the uh, Clinton administration and Barney Frank. They pushed projects that insisted that a bank couldn't say no. They couldn't. If you were, let's just leave it. They, anybody that applied was going to be approved. Is it today? Do we see a lot of this wokeness that we talk about coming into play and people getting homes where they're they're uh, they're know, questionable. You know, they're questionable, but because they their skin color, we're pushing this narrative that that they look a little different, look I, at them a little differently than they do other people. 
I, I can't respond because here in you know, and here in Iowa, we're kind of insulated from that, Roger. Right. right. So nationwide, I can't tell you what it was what, like. What, what did you, well, go ahead. What I can tell you, um, back in the back in the um, about two thousand and three. Right. 2003 to 2006. Now, we had a housing collapse in, what, 2008. All was Bush's fault, right? No, it wasn't his fault at all. Mm-hmm. Back then, uh, everybody and their brother was being approved. Uh, you had uh, loan production offices on every corner. Uh, these guys that were manning those offices um, were not held responsible, meaning all their, their, their whole goal was to get the loan closed. As yeah. soon as the loan was yeah. approved, they were paid, didn't make any difference mm-hmm. whether it was paid back or not. The loan was sold on the secondary market. Um, government, in their infinite wisdom, it, you know, it used to be you'd look at a mortgage payment of maximum of 25% of your uh, gross income, combined total obligations of less than 30%. Well, they went to 50%. Mm. I, uh, it, it was kind of fun. Um, I sat as a senior lender in front of lenders from all across the state, and said, "Let's let's do this. Let's take a comp- let's take a couple that's making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Let's uh, apply, the, and, and we're talking fifty percent of gross income, not fifty percent of net income. So one hundred and fifty thousand dollars after taxes ends up being what, hundred? Yeah, right. around there. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a hundred. If you worked it backwards and you looked at applying what they could have in obligations, when they got done making their house payment, a couple making $150,000 a year might end up with $500 left over at the end of the month. Now, Mm. now I want you to think about that. Well, that's about what the average American has in savings too, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, that's scary. Things going on today with everything that's going on, you think we were better off five years ago, 10 years ago, Uh, five years ago? Yeah, with Trump, obviously, with, obviously with yeah, with Trump, yes, with the other yes. things, but well, in inflation kicking the way it is, um, the cost cost of energy going through the ceiling. through the roof. I mean, face it, guys, taxes are going to go through the roof. You can listen to Brandon and his group talk about the rich paying for everybody. Who are the rich? I mean, let, let, let's look at corporate taxes. Who pays corporate taxes? Does a corporation pay taxes? No, they turn around and pass it right on yep, down. They do. Who owns the corporations? Do you have a 401k? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an investment? Guess where that investment that. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yet investments in a corporation. So you end up paying the taxes. Well, and you bring up a great point. Uh, the nation's public pension systems that are well managed, where are they invest in their portfolios? Do you have any idea? I know you do. Yeah, same place. Same place. And, yeah. and that, that's who Brandon wants to go. That's a, This is a phantom rich people. Well, what, what Brandon never talks about either is the fact that these giant corporations are the job producers. That They pay the real livable wages. You know, the, the John Deere and the GE and the Ford and the General Motors, they're paying salaries to workers who pay property taxes, sales tax, income tax, so you don't attack them because the corporation is just kind of a name or a word for somebody who's been successful at business. You know, I, Roger's late father, Rod, highly successful businessman. He provided hundreds of jobs during his career. He gave back to the community, made good money, but he did it. Mm-hmm. The government didn't do it. And they want to attack Rod French, please. And now they want to do, you know, socialism. They, they're, oh, exactly. they're, their model is socialism. That's what it is, and, pure and simple. And the problem with that is 
pretty soon you run out of pairs. Yeah. Well, you run out of incentive. Well, I, I've done absolutely. a lot of, of reading on that. When you remove the entrepreneurial spirit in an economy, you don't have Bill Gates anymore. You don't have people who are developing vaccines. You don't have people developing prosthetics because there's nothing in it for them. The government's going to come in and give them their fair share for their great idea. Nobody gets ahead. Well, exactly. and these guys get money. And just like this, I go keep going back to my friend Indira here. You know, she wants to fund you. She didn't understand. Where were you, Indira, when we walked in and handed uh, City of Des Moines $140,000 check for body cameras? Well, yeah, he, she wasn't there. Rod she didn't there. have to do that. That was done by the private sector. Rod, okay. Rod gave money that he earned through his entrepreneurship. Above and beyond his taxes. Above and beyond his taxes. And he gave it to law enforcement because he believes in law enforcement. Solid cops. And who, and who benefits from body cameras? If they're all concerned about police... Uh, being going off the rails or doing something wrong, the body camera is going to show that. Mm-hmm. And of course, you don't hear that kind of word coming from them because they're simple. They don't understand it. It's it's uh, it just irritates me about that sometimes. And I I always threaten that I'm going to go down to that city council and let them have it a little bit. But <laughs> so, I may someday. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'll, you gonna take Bob with you? I'll take. Yeah, me and Bob are going to have a right, yeah, <laughs> protest. We're going to have a sit-in. Well, what, what you what you're talking about, Rogers? Simple lack of common sense. Yep, and it, and you know as well as I do, we don't see much of that today. We don't see very. I much I mean, of you that talk to a lot of people. I know you have a group that goes out to lunch of a fine gentlemen that go out to lunch. I have to be one of them on mm-hmm. Thursday. You know, and there's, we there's we talk, two of us are fine. We talk <laughs> well, you know. And of course, we we have to cover everything. Uh, I know this is hard to believe, but Mike's kind of a light cyclone supporter, so we have to talk about yeah, football just, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. we talk, but we talk common sense, law enforcement, politics, and I think today, Mike, you're. You know, it's it's a challenge. It's I think I feel it's swinging the other way. A the shift, bit. the shift's Sorry. happening. Don't you? I, I don't think there's any question. Um, you saw some interviews um, after the election in Virginia, um, Dave, some Hispanics mm-hmm. that uh, said, "Hey, Brandon's turned us into Republicans." Yeah, and and, and that's happening a lot. And you know what? Even before that happened, a lot of Latinos, Hispanics, they were they voted for Trump because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hispanics are hardworking. They understand capitalism. They want to do well in life, and Trump provided that for them. And they're good law-abiding citizens. They are. Most of them. They are. Well, taxpayers. They're taxpayers. Oh, they're yeah. taxpayers. By, by you know, good people, and they they, they stick it up. And uh... one 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 thing I wanted to mention, Roger, is uh, and it goes back to the West Side conservatives. We had Bob Vanderplatz made a presentation here a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. Good man. And he actually. Um, it's pretty easily get depressed if you're a conservative and seeing what's going on in the world today. But he made me feel ten times better. And his comment was, "The um, millennials, believe it or not, are actually more conservative than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And they're waking up mm-hmm. because they're realizing that they've been lied to. Mm-hmm. You know, Main Street media. Can you believe a word that they say? Not necessarily. They're really struggling right. They're now. really struggling right now. <laughs> and uh, these guys aren't dumb. These this group mm-hmm. are not." Not stupid by any means, but you sat and you realize you've been lied to often enough. Pretty soon you decide maybe that's not the answer. Well, and I'm excited for Trump. I want him to get his new network up, uh, you know, to try to offset some of this Facebook stuff and have him Twitter. And, you know, if they, we're starting to see a little bit of that with some of the stations on TV. I think we're going to see some of that with uh, social media and you know, try to fight back. Do you, uh, what, what's your take on law enforcement? The spend on law enforcement, defund police. Uh, that, Most of most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. 
How's that? I mean, look at the long and short of it. Look, yeah. look, look at the statistics. And, and somehow the liberal mindset has an inability to recognize facts. But if you put the facts out in front of them, how many deaths were there from law enforcement? Compared, compared to? I mean, next to zero. The, we, we talk about this. Um, the actual percentage of police officers across the nation annually that run afoul of the law, mm-hmm. cops that go bad for whatever reason, is less than one-half of 1%. So, America, you have allowed these nut jobs to vilify a government core service that you have to have, and the numbers don't equate to the vilification. Not even close. Not even close. And, and we see that, and you, of course, you see that when they pull their BS in these cities and they actually, like Portland, they cut lose officers, they cut back. What happens to these autonomous zones when you take the officers out? They've had shootings and deaths, and it's and what I get makes me furious about that is the leaders in those cities that allow this to, to happen and, and and hamstring our officers and our police departments to not be able to there. Well, they just they just left a lot of a lot of times across the nation when we had the unrest and rioting and looting and burning, government officials were gone. Oh, absolutely, they were terrified. So, so Dave, let's let's go to the Minneapolis quote on model that they wanted to throw out. Mm-hmm. And what did you say were the two most dangerous police activities, domestic and traffic stops and traffic stops? Yeah. So, do you want to volunteer to be an unarmed social worker to go break up this domestic? About like I'd like to go out on a date with somebody from The View. No, but you know what? <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see that unarmed social worker go approach that guy who's naked yeah. over there, who's smeared his body fluids all over him, who's high on PCP. Yeah. That's the guy. I, go talk him down. And, Let me know how that works out yeah. for and, you. And you're going to tell me that these city councils aren't going to be held legally responsible when some of these social workers get their heads handed to them? Oh, big time. Well, I mean, that, this is a lawyer's feast. I, I, I still don't understand why somebody hasn't gone up and done a class action for those small businesses up there against the city who let their businesses just burn. And, and, and a lot of them were minority-owned businesses. They, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I, Crazy. Talk about it. But I think, I think it's shifting, okay? The, the Virginia elections, I think, were telling. Uh, like I've said before, the mid, midterms next year, I predict that we, patriots, blue dog dams, independents, conservatives, Republicans— we will own uh, the House and Senate here soon, and we'll also be back in the White House, and we'll be there for a long, long, long time. And the I law enforcement right. will get the support they need. That's right. And we'll start straightening out some of these city uh, councils, and uh, like our boy down in uh, in Florida has done. And yeah. uh, uh, if anything's going to fund it, it'll be a city council who, who doesn't uh, support their police departments. That, that was a question I had for you guys. Um, DeSantis put out his $5,000 bonus yeah. if you would move does anybody know how that turned out what kind know. of numbers they've had well, i'm me, sure there's takers let on me that. see I, I get to go to florida along the coast in the sun you're gonna pay me five grand and you're gonna support me versus staying <laughs> yeah. in the city of chicago or portland with or no, minneapolis with no income and, and, and no the, the threat yeah. of any, yeah. the threat of anything i do they're gonna they're gonna come after me see ya. Yeah, you're, I'll, you're, I'll leave the badge you're, you're a cop you know you go on patrol then you you're living down in florida Got the sandy beaches, the ocean, the sun, the and uh, you you work in, in a state and for a governor 
who actually likes cops versus staying in Chicago and working for Mayor Beetlejuice. Uh, that's a no-brainer. It'd take me two seconds, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah I'd be and gone. D- and Dave, you can wear your thong down there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I ain't wearing that because Roger will be chasing me all over. David, David is thong. And, yeah. And it is roller Roger blades starts folding up his skin. dollar bills. You know, he gets all crazy. <laughs> well, you know, all, all seriousness, I'm surprised there's not a flood down there. And even Texas, didn't Texas, uh, the governor, say to those uh, Border Patrol officers they were going to go after? I haven't heard much about that. Well, if you want a job, I'll hire you well, right now. What about the state of Iowa? Has the state of Iowa been trying to recruit some of these guys? I mean, there, there's yeah. got to be some wonderful law enforcement officers. There are some the coming in. I mean, they, they're tired of the BS. And so they're going to come. Governor Kim Reynolds supports law enforcement 150%. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you want to come and work for a governor who's got your back. Come to Iowa. we got plenty of openings. In fact, Des Moines, I put it the recruiting thing from Des Moines PD on my, on our website. Yeah. The patrol Facebook, was yeah. down 700 positions. They're hiring like mad, too. Yeah. I mean, state so, state patrols hire okay so you know you got can you imagine this the weather we have now we're almost like florida was it 70 degrees out there yeah i mean were you in your thong out there today <laughs> <laughs> well i got him again and i see it roger you, you know one of those <laughs> i don't know where i saw it or heard it but someone had thrown out a, a ticket of desantis and reynolds tell me that wouldn't be an interesting i i think there's a lot of pieces that fit like I've said in the past, Dave, maybe you agree. A glass of water can run against this guy, and I'll vote for the Dems. Have nobody. I mean, nobody. The only person they have, nobody or nothing. The, yeah, the, the only person they have who has would have any kind of remote possibility to uh, uh, somehow get on that Dem ticket and run would be uh, Joe Man. Mansion, 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 because he's he's standing with the R's right now on all this crazy budget crap. Yeah. I, I respect him for that, absolutely. But can he stand up to Trump or Pelosi. DeSantis or or Kim Reynolds or any of these you know solid you know patriot value loving American? No, he's he can't. Well, he won't get the support from his party, and yeah, it's. Uh, but he's a he's a. I say he supports common sense. You know, exactly. one thing, guys, that sense. I would like to say too. To all of my uh, buddies out in the land of law enforcement and in the fire world, the associations and unions need to get real vocal real soon. We're tired of this BS, okay? No more sitting back and letting the left, you know, mold and fashion you into their narrative. You know how critical your services are. You know how committed you are. You know how professional you are. Start telling the citizenry that because when you start doing that, man, them citizens come out of the woodwork and they say, yeah. They're Absolutely. Gonna be, they're going to be behind you 110%. Did it here in Des Moines numerous times. Don't you think, Mike? Absolutely. Hey, I was remiss. Thank you, guys. Meaning you two and all in law enforcement. Thank you. Uh, well, that I think I appreciate, appreciate that. that. The uh, uh, law enforcement is going to get uh, huge support. Huge support. So oh, yeah. yeah. Go out. Say what you got to do. We'll still, we got your back. You know, yep. and and, and uh, so. And we're, we're capable here. I mean, I don't blow my own horn here a lot but i've i protected cops for in des moines for years you got any questions send them to our f- website or facebook page i'm more than happy to help you out if you're a police af- a union or association official send them my way i'm, I'm more than happy to help you out well yeah it, you know i just want to tell everybody you know especially our officers working night patrol because i seem we get some people watching us listening to mm-hmm. us at night give us a shout out let us know that you're listening because we support you. We'll get you on. And guys like Mike are great guys uh, that we try to get on and show these different views. You know, Roger, here soon we'll have our old buddy Tom Turner on. And he and I at one time were adversaries. 
he was the HR director, worked with city legal, trying to get my Mexican ass fired or, you know, quieted down. Didn't work. I have tremendous respect for Tom because he's smart as can be, but he's going to be here. He, he can kept talk. his butt out of hot water, did he? Yeah, he, he, can, he can talk about how City Hall attacks people they don't like. Speaking of that, uh, who do we have next week? We've got two good two good guests coming on. Not as good as Mike. You know, Mike's, you're, you're Mike, always our best pa- guest this, this we've ever Patriot. had on. Yeah, he's yeah, common yeah, sense, yeah. you know, just value-oriented guy. We love him. Um, we're going to have on Laura Roan, who's the the only candidate, Democratic candidate, running for the Polk County Attorney's Office position next year that we're going to be supporting. That's she, a very important she's a common election. sense, That's common right. sense lady. She's a blue dogger. She's supported by the Polk County Democratic machine. Okay. She'll replace Sarcone. Sarcone's done a wonderful job. He's finally going out to pasture to play with his grandkids, and congratulations to him. And then the next uh, person will be uh, m- the musical guy, senior police officer Mike Moody. He actually exists. Yeah, We've he's been trying to on. get him. He, you know, he's yeah. kind of a he's kind of a star. He's a lot of fun. You, have to, and, you know, he's he's active now, so he can't get as theatrical and animated as we can, Roger. But uh, the citizens in town love him. He's got this music videos going. Hell of a street cop. Probably one of the I best SROs. His, dad, well, his, probably, late, yeah. his late dad, Bill Moody, is, is legendary. The, the the Moody family has just been a tremendous asset for the Des Moines Police Department. So he's going to be on along with Laura. So, man, tune he's, in. This he's police royalty. He was probably the best SRO of the city. He told had. me he's bringing his guitar, Roger. He's going to play Little Ducky Duddle just for yeah, you. That's yeah, your favorite song. Yeah. Well, Dave, you can. <laughs> we'll see what you do. You'll see what you do. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for coming on, buddy. Yeah, it was great you, having Mike. you. Yep. And uh, very informative. We love talking just everybody. I mean, uh, whether you hate us or like us, we we love getting you on, getting the facts with guys like this. But I also I'm I'm doing my damn just to get a get us a liberal Biden supporter. If you're a radical the liberal, police. come on now. Get with the program. Yeah. Come on here and defend. We'll be respectful to you. We just want you to make your case. That's right. And you, you know. just got to be able to handle uh, the uh, yeah. the facts because we'll hit you with facts. You have to handle the debate. That's right. Yep. Well, I want to remind everybody that uh, to to tell a friend, tell somebody, listen to uh, anybody, uh, listen to the program. Let us know you're listening. Send us a comment. If you have something, a comment, send it to me, and uh, me and Dave will get it on there and we'll talk about it. You know, remember, stay safe, vigilant. 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 And uh, keep on the common sense side. Okay? Thanks, Dave. Hey, thanks, Mike. Raj. See you good guys. Show. Thanks, Mike. Bob, good job. You've been listening to Cop Talk USA with your hosts, Marillo and French.